0: control. Wow! Wow!
1: Just go, I'll cut all that crap out. <laughs> Ray! How dare
0: you! How this is gonna- my episode! <laughs> 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 we're keeping all this in.
1: Oh, <laughs> <Well>, definitely now. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Odd
2: Opinions Podcast with my co-host and former co-host Ray Johnson,
3: We have fun here. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how, but none of that peaked to the audio on the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God.
2: Also introducing Gareth McConaughey and Cameron Lopez. Whoa, what's up? We're speaking, obviously. <laughs> well, we're yeah. doing more than speaking. Cameron just realized we were actually recording. sorry. Cameron just showed up in body, but no spirit. Yeah. yeah. If he were a cheerleader, he'd be kicked off the squad yeah. by now. What's
3: <laughs> <been> <laughs>
4: What's been going on while I've been out? <laughs> well, yeah, well
2: his
3: son
4: is what he just did. a bunch
1: of nonsense, to be honest. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. <laughs> I was lost in I was lost in my phone. I resembled that day. comment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, well,
2: so right. so we're going to be talking today about self discipline, which I self control, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> which I have in abundance. We have so. exhibited that. Yes, yes, and my <laughs> bottomless depths of <laughs> self control and self discipline have brought. All of these mm. people together here to discuss how great I am <laughs> and what makes that great, you that, know? That's not what that's not what we're here. So oh let's <laughs> let's start talking about how great I am. I'm gonna pass the ball over here <laughs> to right. not Cameron Lopez because he's not paying attention, but to Gareth McConaughey. <laughs> what I makes self discipline? What makes self-control?
1: Well, so Self-discipline and self-control to me are very similar, but there's a distinct difference in my opinion. So self-discipline to me is forcing yourself to do something that you would not really want to do that you know you probably should. And self-control is keeping yourself from doing something that you know you probably shouldn't. So
2: one is the active engagement in, and the other is the active disengagement of,
1: or avoidance of engagement. Yeah, I would say the sin of commission and omission.
2: Hmm. I,
4: I would That's what they used to tell us in Bible college.
2: I would believe that they are both pretty much the same thing. I think self-discipline is the ability to command your body to do something or to not do something. That is uncomfortable in the moment. Mm-hmm. So self-discipline would be like, I'm not going to eat these cookies. Mm-mm. These cookies are delicious, but I'm not going to eat them. However, yeah. I've never experienced this personally, <laughs> but see, I'm told that if you say no, it could lead to health
1: benefits down the road. See, but I would say that's self-control.
2: That's discipline though, right? Like if you discipline a child,
0: yeah. you're telling them no. Yeah. Don't see. And that's where don't do it. They kind of are the same. In my opinion, they go hand in hand. So it's like a right. self self control is almost like the thon of it. And self discipline is the action of it. Mm.
1: I like that. You should write a book. You yep. should definitely use that degree. <laughs> I'm not going to read it, but <laughs> <laughs> I don't
0: think anybody would
2: don't you can worry can give me that. the summary. You know. <laughs> I'll give you the synopsis. <laughs> so, so, okay. So we've got the basic concept here. What are some practices that each of you employ? To exercise self discipline and control in your own life, cold I showers. I don't exercise, uh. <laughs> yeah. I don't exercise either. There's, if this were a weight loss program, I'd be on step zero. Uh, I'll take cold
4: showers every now and
2: then. So, if you see a delicious plate of cookies, you immediately strip, you're and like, go to the shower. <laughs>
4: Oh, like to fight off fight off the demons, you mean? Yeah, fight know. off the self-discipline yeah. to not do something. Man, yeah. I don't know. I just like I just tell myself I'm not going to do it. I'm really self-disciplined. I do the things that I want to do, you know?
2: I just the entire time you were talking I just imagine your wife's like, okay, we've got to go to this thing and immediately instead of dressing, like getting dressed for it, you just strip down and go to the shower. <laughs> <laughs> All right, honey, I'm, I'm going to self-discipline and get this done.
1: <laughs> I'm going to uh, jump in the cold shower and after that shower, I'm going to want to go more. One of the things that I
4: do do to just like <laughs> like stretch that self-discipline muscle is take cold showers, especially when I really don't want to. You know, Like if it's already cold outside or I just wake up or... Yeah. Whatever. Sometimes, like a hot shower is the best thing,
2: mm-hmm.
4: and you just take a cold shower, and I don't
2: know. I just take lukewarm showers, you know.
0: So you don't no get dis- either one of yeah, them. Yeah,
2: I don't get the pleasure, and I don't get the pain. It's just something that's it's happening. I'm hell in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Goldilocks in this thing, you know. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah. So how's that? How's that affected your life?
2: It's actually been really great for my skin. Oh, oh Yeah, because I always took hot showers, you know, so you get out and your skin's all dried out, you get those little heat rashes and then you start sweating afterwards because you're back to the regular temp- room temperature and yeah. your body's hot, so your body's like sweating to cool down. Like, I don't know if anybody's ever noticed that when they've gotten ready for something with a hot shower and then they put their clothes on and they start sweating. It's because you took a hot shower. And yeah. your body's like, I'm hot.
1: Mm-hmm. That's why I walk around naked for 30 minutes after my shower. No, I'm kidding.
2: I walk outside <laughs> naked. Yeah, if it's a really <laughs> cold day, I just let that wind breeze dry me. Oh, man. <laughs> just stand out in the park, in the driveway. Just. Yeah, <laughs> hey, guys.
4: Dude. Yeah. So self-discipline. Self-discipline. Mm-hmm. What time do you guys wake up in the morning? 6.30. Is that part of discipline?
2: As late as possible. It's as late
4: as possible, yeah. Tell yeah, me how that. how
2: long does it take to the second for me to get in the shower, brush my teeth, and get dressed, you know?
4: <laughs> when I was working at the plants, I had to be there at six and I lived half an hour from the parking lot, you know, and then it took like ten minutes to get from the parking lot to where I needed to clock in. So I had to wake up like at four just after four. Like my alarm went off at four. I could hit snooze once, and then that was it. And uh, not everyone does that. Not everyone can do that.
2: Well, see, there you don't need an allowance. You don't need an allowance for something to happen at the house because that's why you can run faster or press the gas pedal further down. You know (laughs) that's where you make the time up. (laughs) Yeah.
4: Yeah. Where does one find the drive to get up every morning at
2: four o'clock? Oh God, you don't ask me. Yeah, I was like,
1: don't Mm -hmm. do that. I think that's just if I ever did it, it would be out of necessity mm. yeah i just
2: life. I just think to myself, it's like I would like to be able to pay for some candy this afternoon like that's <laughs> <laughs> that's the extent of my will to live when I'm rolling out of bed to go to work. It's like I need this money to be happy later <laughs> today
1: to pay my bills, but if not, yeah. Candy. As long as I have candy. Yeah, exactly. The, as long as today the, is okay.
4: George Costanza in the Seinfeld episode where he sees the tra- the the sandwich sitting on top of the trash can. It's sitting right on top, untouched. It's like a half a sandwich, you know?
1: You buy a sandwich and it's cut in half. You eat one half, you leave the other half like completely whole. The fact that it's on top of a trash can means it's not untouched. Well, it's untouched enough. Um, <laughs> see, there's the distinction. What is didn't enough?
2: He, uh, didn't he live in New York? Mm-hmm. yeah I, just the mirror being in the presence of a new york trash can yeah. you are already sullied yeah, I, uh, uh,
0: I yeah like Can't new york it. trash cans are way different than like they're a hey, different breed of beast <laughs> this is like we walked into like walmart and they were like oh you know Ooh,
4: all i'm saying is that i've i've been there where i've seen something that looked good on like a table as you're walking out of a restaurant and it's just like they know they didn't touch that at all let's see that's different
0: because <laughs> well, it's not on a trash can <laughs> Yeah, but it's on like a plate. It's on a plate that somebody ate out of. Yeah, yeah that's I fine. couldn't
2: even do that when I worked as a dishwasher, man. Because you don't know Ooh. what their hands have been touching, what their mouths have been I touching, know. what I know. things they're carrying. Know. You know, you don't know any of that stuff, and plus, all the sauces and the Ugh. and the, it's already getting cold. And, and if laughing there's like
4: and they're talking and all their spitting's just like, and, and there might have been like the they table. spilled a
2: drink in there, or the the sauces separating, <laughs> so it's like oil and water, and just Ma, all the bad th- things. You
4: think that when like there's a group of people sitting at a table and they're talking to each other, like everyone's talking and that mist is like coming out of their mouth that you see in all these covid commercials you know let like,
1: see all that just says immune oh, booster to me yeah see but like every <laughs>
4: every table has their own cloud of everybody's breath like hovering yeah. around them it's yeah.
0: weird he said the c word uh, oh no <laughs> yeah. this episode's getting taken he made,
2: he made cold the common flu yeah right 19
4: he was talking about the common flu
1: 19 the coronavirus (laughs)
2: Uh. all
0: right moving on moving on no but um Then you have the people who, like, snot into a napkin and, like, throw it on the plate. And then if what if, like, somebody just moved that napkin Mm -hmm. and then you didn't know and you ate that? Mm. Yeah, don't eat eat fries off of other people's plates. Like, the way that
2: Ray described it, I think that's not even a bad thing for the guy who, like, he had to blow his nose so he did it safely with a napkin and stuff like that. But Mm -hmm. the guy who's got to come afterwards is, yeah, that's a big
1: risk. Yeah. 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 That's why I don't work at a restaurant. Yeah, I don't. never
4: would. Never could, never would. No, I did. I worked as a dishwasher for the longest time, and it was it was a pizza shop. Minimum wage. Oh, yeah, <laughs> another, of course. Another
0: pizza oh, shop. Yeah, yeah, of pizza course it's shop. a pizza about about shop.
4: There's a theme here, Cameron. Where it all There's a theme pizza. in your
2: life, dude.
4: I, there, is. there is. I think
2: if God were to curse you, it would be that you could never have or see pizza ever again.
1: <laughs> mm. That yeah. would hurt. That would hurt. That would hurt. <laughs> would you be able to discipline yourself enough yes i would oh I speak would. of self-discipline would.
2: me and garrett just had the same idea mm. could you have the discipline to never eat pizza again especially if people mm-hmm. were eating it around you
4: if the stakes were high if their stakes were low don't
2: bring I, beef into this we're talking <laughs> about pizza no if,
4: it's on the pizza. like for real if nothing was on the line i think that i wouldn't you know because i would just weasel my way around it but if something was on the line and, I, and it was serious i
1: could i knew i could i know i could so it's a trade-off
4: <clears throat> what do you mean
1: There would have to be a trade-off there would have to be some reason that is to do valuable it. enough for you
0: But that's not self that's not self discipline anymore. See, this is something I wanted to bring up actually. So self
2: discipline, a lot of people, and especially you can see this with New Year's resolutions, is that Mm. self discipline can be based on several factors. And what a lot of people try to do is they try to base it on motivation. Am I feeling like I want the results that this self-discipline will give me? But the problem is is that true self discipline outlasts motivation. You do it even when you don't care anymore for the result. Like when it's, it feels worse and worse to do it because the result is no longer the carrot on the stick. Self-discipline is still being able to do it because you know it has to be done.
1: Yeah. Hmm. Not because of what it can bring you, but you know that it's the right thing to do. So does
0: anyone really have self-discipline then? Or is it always a reward-based thing? Is it always like I'm chasing a goal, so that's technically it's a goal-oriented thing. It's not a self-discipline thing.
2: I think it... it all self-discipline is like building a house. It's like the three little pigs. You start off with straw. Everybody does. It's
4: an easy commodity. And as
2: you practice it, for whatever goal that it's going toward, you start building with stronger materials. You build with sticks. You start building stronger and stronger. And you <clears throat> finally, if you practice it enough, because it is a skill, it's like patience. It's not something that's handed to you. It's something you got to practice. You practice it enough, you build a house out of bricks, and nobody can blow it down. But the problem is, is that people expect to build that house of straw, and they're like, "Well, the rain's being kept out, so it's I'm I'm where I need to be with it." And then they just occasionally, you know, use it whenever they feel like it. Why should yeah. we
4: even do bother with self control and self discipline?
2: I think that one's pretty self explanatory. Why? That's short term denial for long term gain.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: If life is moot, anyways. <laughs>
3: <laughs> cool. yeah. Wow! Nihilist.
0: Well, I mean, if that's if that's what's important to you, you can do whatever you want. Well, not technically, no, because then you encroach on other people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
3: I mean, if Ray, if Ray
2: or Cameron or Gareth wanted to just never like sit in a chair and then never move from it again until they die, like that's an option that you can do. That well,
1: yeah, <laughs> you can do whatever you want. If There's that's just what you want to do
2: with your life.
1: You can do that. It's yeah. just,
2: do you want to suffer the pain that's going to happen during that? Do you care about Or do you bring that pain more? on yourself? Right? Like, if it's not painful for you to do that, it becomes easy. See, this mm-hmm. not, it's not about self-discipline anymore because you're motivated to
1: do it.
4: Buddha had it right. Life is suffering. Right? What happened?
1: I just had a horrible thought. <laughs> <laughs> I, had, I, had a, I had a tremendously had a,
2: horrific epiphany. Oh, my God.
1: Elaborate.
0: I scared Cheer myself. Share with, the, uh, with so. the rest of the class. Well, I'm
1: just thinking about you know Nathan's uh, example of sitting in a chair the rest of your life.
2: Oh, my 600 pound life, people.
1: Is that what like, you're thinking of that about? People that are in wheelchairs, but oof. Uh, hey, you know. at least they're moving. <laughs> I told you it was terrible. People in
2: wheelchairs are trying to go places. Okay? They are there's, Not very there's a reason there are st- wheels on them.
1: They're just rolling with the punches, you know.
2: Else they, uh, just, <laughs> uh, else they would just. Else would just be people in chairs.
0: Oh, Jesus. <laughs> this
1: is
2: oh God.
1: Only took going us well. Only took us 14 minutes to get terrible. <laughs> yes. Hey. I'm just, I'll just say <laughs> no, it's not.
2: <laughs> I'll just say that we all know somebody in a wheelchair. Not the older guy, but there's a guy who no longer goes to our church that has hit every milestone in life years before I ever did. Yeah, and I think you know who I'm talking about. I think so. Yeah, it's definitely not a disability unless you make it one. That's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, my
4: one of my coworkers, he has cerebral palsy, and half of his body doesn't work. Um, I guess just the same as i don't I don't really know how to d- describe it, but it's just like it's a handicap, but you would not like you would not know he had a handicap if it if it wasn't
2: so here's my question when you have when you have something that holds you back and you gotta find a workaround, does that take self discipline or is that necessity 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 you don't think that in, that I isn't del- self discipline
4: maybe both, maybe both i mean he doesn't let anything hold him back, you know. I he's, would think he's an HVAC technician. That I would think really you
2: impressive. would call it self discipline because a lot of people like find the easy way out by getting somebody to help them do it, and never do it themselves. And then there are some people who you have the self discipline to go through the the effort, the pain to like figure it out for themselves mm-hmm. to get it done.
1: Yeah, yeah. Overcoming the obstacles that have been placed in, in front of you. I mean, I yeah, know-
0: but that's a necessity almost, like yeah. in certain in certain people's lives it's a necessity and then in certain people's lives it's i guess you would say it was a self control but then it depends on the person i believe i mean cuz some people are like if i get in this situation i have to get out of it by myself and then some people are like well i'm just going to sit here and not do anything so necessity so technically it's it, it is a self control thing but it's a different like f- version of it almost it almost like it becomes i feel like necessity is
2: a version of self-control and self-discipline because you could just give up and die at that point if you really wanted to. That's an option that people have taken.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: So I feel like it to to fight against the pain for that long-term gain, even though it's necessity, is still a form of self-discipline.
1: Yeah. It's just different because of the circumstances. Yeah. Yeah.
4: When the pain becomes too much, can the pain ever become too much? Oh yeah. Can 100%. your can your self-discipline and self-control whatever overcome any kind of pain?
2: No, in fact it can actually harm you. What about like those
4: people who like walk across burning coals and hang by their back from piercings on their back and stuff like see, that? See, that's the <laughs>
2: self-discipline that can harm you is what I'm thinking like people who exercise too much where their body starts to break down but mm-hmm. they keep going out there and exercising. Mm. Like it's going to help them, but they're hurting themselves daily. See, that's like that's uh, delusion
0: meant then. Like, that's a delusion. Yeah, of but that self discipline,
2: that bad idea that they have that they feel like they're self disciplining themselves so they can reach is actually harming them. Yeah. In it probably in the is long a run. tipping
4: point, but life is like that. It'll just come at you in waves upon waves, you know? Yeah. No matter if
1: you're broken or not or fully healed. Well but like, think of no they're they're putting that pain on themselves by over indulging in their self discipline. Going too far. The cream of the crop in our country are the Navy SEALs, right? Those who went. In one aspect. <laughs> like possibly. yeah, what in what aspect <laughs> yeah, are, like, are we talking about? Well, to? I mean
4: just like all in fitness and training and able just like I don't know. Just what?
2: generally being men yeah. and better than <laughs> yeah, everyone much, and more intelligent than everyone else.
4: Just, Physical <laughs> fitness. When when uh, things go south, those are the people that I would trust. I would want to be with, I guess. You know. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
3: yeah <laughs> uh, I've seen some no? people. Who <laughs> would you want to be with? Se- I've, they, I've met
2: people who've left the military that used to be in pretty high stations. And it's like they were insane. And the only thing keeping them sane was being in a line of command.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, okay. They well. might just offer you to get rid of the dead weight. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're dead weight, dear. Yeah. <laughs> Well, what you were talking about, Nathan, though, reminded me there's a guy that we all know that he used to power lift very regularly. And he got to a point where he was lifting so much weight that his muscles were literally breaking his bones because he was pushing himself that far. He was Mm -hmm. separating the muscles from his bones and pulling his bones apart and was causing stress fractures just because he was working out too hard. You know, so there is a limit you can push yourself past. Yeah. or it becomes mm-hmm. too much.
2: I feel like that is a very vital thing that people skip out on, especially in America individualism, where it is self discipline needs to be practiced to establish a baseline. <laughs> you don't have to be hitting your max every time you do something. You don't have to be pushing past the limit. The self discipline is supposed to be strengthening you, not hurting you in any way. And then when the moment comes for your max for what you the most that you can put out you. that's when you do it. You don't do it every day, you know?
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're not supposed to try to lift the most you've ever lifted every single day. Yeah, to hurt yourself.
2: people go to the Olympics and we go, oh, my God, look how much they lifted because they didn't do that in practice. Yeah. They did that at the Olympics when they were ready for it. Yeah. Well, I got real I, quiet. I, I, <laughs> I didn't mean to blow everybody's mind.
0: <laughs> well it's like a it's a give and take thing and you have to you have to kind of like weigh out your odds and like weigh out the opportunity cost kind of and I think people forget that and they just push it the whole way all the time
2: well it goes it goes for things beyond exercising small businesses people like will work themselves to death for a small business when if you're working that hard all you're doing is you're hurting yourself because you're not able to establish a baseline you're constantly just trying to do the maximum that you can do so that you can get to a certain level where in the end it doesn't, you don't get to that level because you're constantly just struggling to survive where you're at.
1: Yeah. You only have a certain amount of hours in the day. I think self-discipline in a lot of ways is how you choose to spend that time. What do you fill your day with? You have a certain amount of hours that you can function And if you use too many of those hours in one specific area, then you're neglecting the other areas. And self-discipline is trying to have the most well-rounded use of your time.
2: Yeah, because it's it's good to buckle down on projects and things. But if you're doing it every day of every year, you're not buckling down anymore. You're just hurting yourself.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Ray just kicked
0: me. Yeah, sorry. (laughs) My self-discipline didn't, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> didn't kick in there. I just that's felt not like kicking in. that's interdiscipline. Yeah. That's <laughs> interdiscipline.
3: Hey,
0: whatever.
4: What's the end goal of self-discipline?
0: To become the best you you can be. <laughs> like Ash Ketchum. Best like that Ash
3: Ketchum.
2: Yeah, <laughs> 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 to catch them all my real quest.
1: Okay, we're going to get a copyright yeah. strike for
0: that.
3: No, because no, I, I was off,
1: I
0: was off on this where this the yeah. lyrics <laughs> were.
1: Well, all three of you were just talking at the same time.
0: Yeah. Everybody heard
4: what we were saying. What are you talking uh, about? Yeah, yeah. So the end goal of all this self-discipline crap is uh, wow. <laughs> perfection <laughs> of body, mind, and soul.
3: You're building the spiritual
4: disciplines. Yeah. Prayer, fasting, reading your
1: Bible. That's something that you should do every day. In the Christianity religion, yes. Yeah.
2: Well,
3: but I mean, I think that's in every religion I was, almost. I would say even in the real the Bible, life. But. Well, no, I meant <laughs> real life. <laughs> but, <laughs> was, but reading, like wow, right whatever you're... I
2: think in general, when it comes to spirituality, meditation, um, self-denial, and education, if yeah. you're not Christian. Just learning to deny yourself, to look within yourself, and to educate yourself in whatever spirituality that you have. Like learning new information. Yeah. As far as well.
1: That's, that's the point I was trying to say. Just in different religions, it's different yeah. things. Yeah. But those three main basic uh, things mm. are essential. It boils essential. down to like that triad of mind, body,
4: soul. Keep them, up, keep them all healthy.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah.
4: Work out. Keep learning. Pray. Meditate.
0: Get your leg out of the way, Garrett. I'm sorry. <laughs>
1: I don't have places to put my legs They're too long. <laughs> sorry. That was. do all right now what
2: all <laughs> no, right what are we fill the what, rest of the episode with yeah i mean I, it sounded <laughs> like every yeah, yeah, i yeah, sound like yeah, everybody I, agreed like self-discipline yeah I know. that's yeah. a thing this, that we do i don't
4: know about this i feel yeah. i
2: feel self-discipline you were asking what's the angle of self-discipline is you're building you're you're building a mountain basically you're never going to stop you're going to keep pushing rocks onto it but you're trying to make the peak as high as possible yeah and at the end of that you know you die, but you leave behind something. A mountain. You leave behind a mountain, yeah. That's, That's crap. The end goal... For, <laughs> well,
3: <yeah. laughs> the for end someone goal. else to build on top of. Yeah, the yeah. end goal
0: is to leave an impact. So do you think it's possible for somebody to lack the ability to have self-control and self-discipline? Do I you think, think it's... Yeah, I exist. Uh,
4: no, I don't think so. I think everyone can callous their mind. You know?
0: Even like people with like, let's say... um. Schizophrenia. It, mental disorders mental disorders but yeah. there was one that i was thinking of and i can't really think of what the well, I mean, those are, out,
4: those are outlier cases well, i'm just talking about the general population well
0: yeah but i mean like is there a case where you you do have somebody who can't
3: i mm. think
2: there's different
0: mm. levels of difficulty Yeah,
4: i don't know but
2: if you can look at a bottle of water and go i'm not going to drink that right now that self-discipline. There's different levels of it. I think
4: people are capable of a lot more than we think they are individually. Even that David Goggins, this uh, Marine, he wrote a book, and one of the chapters is uh, the forty percent rule. And he says when you're at your peak, or like when you're at your limit, and you think that you like you've spent everything and you're exhausted, you actually only you've actually only hit about forty percent. Now, if you just push yourself, you can actually go the extra 50 to the 60 to the 70 to the 90 to the 100. But it's all about callousing the mind because you have those two voices in your head. One of comfort, one of of discomfort, and one that's saying, I want to be comfortable. And one that's looking at things in the world and saying, that's uncomfortable. Go away from there.
2: See, that's something I actively disagree with. I feel like people... Push themselves so hard because they always think there's a third wind down the line. They don't because they don't know their limit until they reach it. And the problem is, is when you reach your limit, you're doing damage. Yeah. You've got to, you've got to know. Yeah, but you don't even those, know your limit. That fear in your mind, those instincts that are telling you no, they're not unfounded. They may be overblown. But they're not unfounded. Yeah, you but you to, don't
4: know which ones are and which ones aren't.
2: You need to learn to hit 70% is what I'm saying. You don't need to hit 100%. You need to find where 70% is. I don't is. think most
4: people can hit 50%. Most people only can go to 40 and then they just die off. You know.
2: And, yeah, you do need to be able to push past the initial stages, but to go I feel like I've know so many people, myself included, that have hurt themselves that go, I'm just gonna push tonight and I'm gonna do mm. I'm just gonna do all these things and then they just mm. end up hurting themselves well, and I'm nothing not saying, gets built after. I'm not saying
4: if you spent your life at forty percent, don't just rev your engine to hundred percent, obviously. But like you can push past that forty, but most people are just stable at that forty and don't go any higher than that.
3: Yeah.
2: I do agree that people don't push past sometimes, but but if
0: but if 40 feels like your limit wh- yeah exactly i mean you, why well, are you pushing yourself past there you what can, is what is a valid reason where i have to push past my 40% comfort zone where i have literally spent every bit of my energy that i feel like i can give
4: to this because you might have kids down the line in your future that are counting on you to make that decision to go past 40% you know but you know some people just don't push past it I'm not I'm not saying that like everyone's destined to have a
0: But then what is forty percent for somebody that's a hundred percent for somebody else? That's why what do you this, mean?
2: it's the percents that I, I don't agree with yeah. with well, David Goggins just, saying that's just it's the like, analogy. I feel I feel like it's well he's implying by saying that pushing past forty percent is you haven't even hit half of your capacity. So you have to feel almost three times as horrible to have know that you've reached your limit. Whereas most people, what you need to do, what do you mean feel horrible? You, well, you've if already, you're feeling bad yeah, at 40%, you're, <laughs> you gotta you're push literally past. terrible
0: at 40%. And he's mm-hmm. like, Oh, yeah, just push past yeah. that, and well, you'll feel worse down well, the, the thing line. Is, you're gonna feel terrible
4: regardless, but if you bring on that terrible feeling yourself and it, it just get through it, yo, it does. It does, like, it's I the same thing I, with I working out. Like, if you work out and push past that terrible feeling of going to the gym and Lifting the weights, you know, afterwards it does hurt. <laughs> it hurts afterwards, but after that hurt goes away, you're stronger in the end. You with feel better.
2: Discomfort. What I disagree with is that because self discipline, because all of these things are skills, when you build muscle, you don't pop up with muscle next week. You have to constantly barely push past that point of uncomfortability, mm-hmm. you only push a little bit past it. You push a little bit past, and you get a little stronger. And you push a little past, and you get a little stronger. And mm-hmm. you build that baseline so that when you do about. have to push for what you think is a hundred percent, you're not stopping at forty percent in the first place. You're stopping at seventy percent and going, I can push a little more.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: The forty percent, I don't like that idea because it tells people who don't even know what a hundred percent, what what they want hundred percent to be. They're just going to keep pushing past 40% and feeling worse and worse and worse until they're on 150%. You they're, don't like, they're sacrificing you don't like things the that they shouldn't be.
4: You don't like the rule because it pushes people to push their limit. It makes people push their limit. To push their past limit. their limit. Yeah, exactly. To sacrifice <laughs> things. Exactly. That's their limit, 40%. No. That's what he's saying.
2: No, no. I'm talking about when you push past your limit, you are sacrificing things that in the in this whole scheme of it, you are doing way more harm than you are doing good. You
4: don't know that.
0: Well, especially in like a workout thing, if you push past your limit, it, it actually tears apart your, your muscles after a while. You actually do more harm to your body. If you worked out every single day, you would never build muscle because you have to give it time to rest. And if actually, you don't...
2: I actually did that yeah. I, and I hurt myself like... To this day, I'm still suffering problems from mm-hmm. it.
0: Why are you telling me that? Because, I mean, you said like, oh, you got to push past it. And it's like, mm-hmm. well, if you push past it every single time, you feel like, oh, I'm at my I limit. I didn't say
4: push past it every single time. I just said push past it.
2: But that's that's what I'm saying. David Goggins doesn't say do this once or twice. He says every time you think you're there, you're only at 40%. Push further. Push more. Push more now. That's what he's saying, which is I don't agree with. I feel like you have to push Mm. to. I mean, he's more
4: he's more nuanced than that. Seventy percent in that chapter, he's more nuanced than that. It's not he's not just saying like always push past forty percent, go past your limits. He's like he's he's talking about rest too, and like don't hurt yourself. He's he brings it up throughout the whole book because he's talking about how he tears himself up all the time, and but.
2: See that's that, my that, that's my point though the guy who's tearing himself up is going to encourage people to do the same thing he's you know, doing the thing
4: is he's doing he's done great things in his life like the proof is in the pudding you know where it, it is kind of it, it is worth it to tear yourself up because <laughs> it could push you to do things
1: that you wouldn't think yourself capable of maybe you you once limb. in a while but not all the time that's not the thing the is you have to have mm-hmm. periods of rest just like you were saying yeah
2: you have to you have to encourage that rest though.
1: With David Goggins, most of his
2: rhetoric, especially his sound bites, are mm. implying all the time. Anytime that you feel weak, you can do more, which is not true. Yeah. Sometimes when you feel weak, you're weak, mm. and you need to listen to your body and you need to listen to your mind when it's telling so, you man. you're weak.
4: Sometimes, yeah, but yeah, that God did God didn't put talking, those
2: instincts in us for us to ignore them. They're to temper us, to keep us from doing things that would hurt us. Yeah, now, yeah, to completely yeah, yeah. be ruled by them is fear. But to not listen to them is just stupidity, yeah, in my that's, opinion.
4: That's my point is that you don't know what you're telling yourself, though. You don't know your own limits. And that's, that when you are telling yourself to stop...
2: That's my that's what I'm saying. You That's why you only push a little bit past, so that you expand your limits a little at a time, Instead of trying to go from forty percent to a hundred percent because yeah. some dude told you you're only at forty percent. Yeah,
4: more often than not, push your limits optimally, but sometimes you do have to push, you know, past even what you think is possible.
2: Yeah, you know? and that's why you do a little at a time. So when it becomes necessary to push as hard as possible you'll be able to do things like you said that you weren't aware yeah, that you were able to do.
4: But at the same time, if you just spend your life pushing yourself to 50%, at that time when you do need to push to 80%, you won't be able to. You well,
0: know? that's the thing is your your baseline becomes uh, different. It becomes your your actual like 40%, your, your limit mm-hmm. isn't at 40% when you pushed it that far.
3: It's not it's the same actually, 40%.
0: Yeah, it's actually like, A further, you're at almost 50% at some times, and you feel like, oh man, I can't do that anymore. So you push a little further. So now you're at 60%. That's your baseline. That becomes where my 40% is. So you're actually building up what your possibility could be. Does that make sense? And your body is Mm.
2: completely prepared because you've rested it. Your mind is rested. Your body is rested. So your Mm. limits are increased, and also you're at 100% ready to push for your max when the time comes.
1: It's like distance running is the way I like to think about it. Like If you've ever ran for just a really long time just running, Mm. and you get to a point... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> where, sorry, the lights were off I in know. this room. they just be, turned them on. Sorry. Whoa. My <laughs> It was getting very dark. <laughs> but if you've ever pushed yourself, you get to a point when you're running for a really long time where you hit a wall, mm-hmm. right? And if you just keep running and keep pushing yourself, you'll get what they call a second wind. Mm-hmm. That second wind is what's going beyond what you feel like your limit is. That's mm-hmm. the 40%. That he's talking about.
4: And a lot of people just fill that wall and just
1: stop running. So here's the thing. Then if you do that and you push yourself past to where you get that second wind, you feel better when you stop running eventually, Mm -hmm. right? Unless you get to a point where you reach failure for that second time. Because that second time when you go to hit that other wall... It's gonna be rough. Mm-hmm. So you just can't allow yourself to get to that point. Actually
2: but, I did this once and pulled a hamstring so bad I couldn't walk for a month. Yeah,
1: see that's the thing. You can't get to failure. You can't work out to failure at that point. I mean you can, but you'll hurt yourself. But so what I'm saying is the next time you go running after that, if as long as you rest in between, then it takes you longer to get to that wall, that first wall mm-hmm. than It did the first time. Yeah, it's because you've pushed yourself to that that second win, and you've increased. So you're forty percent.
4: No, 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 no. That's not your forty percent. That wall, that that first wall, you're only at like twenty percent. You know, at that point, by the time you're done with your workout and you're spent and you're just you can't breathe and you're laying on the floor and you're like, oh my god, that was a crazy workout. That's when you're at your forty percent. Yeah. See, and I don't believe that. Yeah, I, do. I don't agree with that either. I do. I think that people are capable if of I'm way pushing, more than we think.
2: If I'm if I'm lifting weights, <coughs> and I am on my last rep, <coughs> and my arms are shaking, that's a hundred percent for me today. That, there's no pushing past so that think, unless I hurt myself. That's what you no, tell yourself, though. That's what but I that's know. hurting
0: yourself. That's huh? that's literally tearing your body apart.
4: Maybe, yeah. Maybe. Maybe, maybe, because, maybe. because
0: like when you hit that that wall that he's talking about in distance running mm-hmm. is when your body goes, man, I don't think I can do this. And then you hit that second wind and it's like, OK, I've got the second wind. I can do this. Mm-hmm. You keep running. If you hit a second wall, that's literally your body saying this is it. This is all I got.
4: Mm-mm. That's just another wall. No, that's that just is, another, that it's is just literally hundred no percent between that one and the first one. It's just you're more tired at that second one.
0: You've literally pushed mm-hmm. your body past its limit. So no. and then no. it starts and hey no.
2: and then your body when it does hit past that second wall mm-hmm. it starts eating itself. Have That's what I was ran, gonna say. it is. Have eats you ever run long, long distances?
0: <laughs>
4: you guys?
1: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I used to run track. Yeah, I Used to run long you distance You hit those you've hit those walls. I hit those right. walls and you so push past them too. I did. You no. Know? And you push past a wall that you
4: never thought you would like No, but here's the thing.
1: Every time I push past that first wall and I get that second wind so called I felt great afterwards. And I would be better after that every time right Mm -hmm. but if i ever pushed myself until i hit that second wall and i kept pushing Mm -hmm. then i was every time i would cause myself some sort of problem yeah because at that point your body is like okay you did great and i i i get what you're saying Mm -hmm. you can still do more but you're causing yourself unneeded damage at
0: that point that's when okay that is literally like what's a mom has to pick up the 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 vehicle off of her child because it's uh-huh. adrenaline strength
3: yeah.
0: it's literally your body going i have to do this i literally have to and it tears itself apart to do this one thing uh-huh. now you've torn up see that your arm mom muscle. is pushing
4: past 40 percent.
0: of course she is yeah. because she's yeah. trying to save something because she feels like there's a need for it yeah. she did it if your body her. if your body is running like they are mm. like whenever you hit that 40 percent wall you go, okay, I can get past this. But once you hit that 100% wall, your body feels like, okay, you're pushing me, so we have to be running for something. I'm literally running from a predator now. Mm-hmm, yeah. That's what your body's in. You're in fear mode. You're in adrenaline. You can't feel anything. Mm-hmm. You don't. You are literally cool. tearing everything apart. Yeah, and I then did. when it comes yeah. back, it'll be even stronger. No, it'll be worse. I did cardio. Uh-huh. No, it wait, doesn't, wait, wait, wait.
1: As long as you allow yourself to recover, yeah. like if you yeah, of get yourself to a point where you tear yourself up, as long
0: as you don't tear yourself up too bad. Yeah, it's like mm-hmm. once you've torn yourself. Like once you've torn muscle, it's really hard for it to. If you've torn it in the wrong way because tearing is how you build muscle but also if you tear ligaments if you tear tendons mm-hmm. you've torn your body apart you literally mm-hmm. can't do it if anymore you don't
2: have enough energy stores and it starts eating your muscle so that you don't gain any muscle you actually lose muscle from
0: these things what's the
4: best way to heal a broken wrist
0: time. not use it <laughs> yeah time. cast it
4: up not use it i yeah. would argue that the best way to heal a broken wrist is to slowly use it and bend it and make it hurt slowly 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 in See, each and direction See that's terrible
0: from a doctor's perspective so. Yeah I know but
4: <laughs> I think the medicine might be changing on that because the thing about this if your no, hand, no, if your bones not. if your bones are broken in there and you seal it in place just like that however it is you know you try to straighten as much as possible whatever and you splint it the bones are going to grow however they are in some kind of messed up position. But if you're constantly stressing and moving and working it back and forth or whatever, and then splinting it sometimes, you know, but then taking it off and going back and forth and stressing it like those bones are going to heal how they need to so that your body can do what it needs to do.
2: In that scenario, it's a very delicate process. So you don't just throw your wrist around. <clears throat> no, There's a certain amount of movement not. that you can mm-hmm. do because even then you have to be very soft on it. You can't push past your limit. All oh, that hurts. Let's make it hurt more. You have to do a little no, bit no, at a time. I don't know.
4: That no, hurts. Because then you I cause th- more damage. I like that idea of that hurts. Let's make it hurt a little bit more. Well, it, it happened. Just, with
1: so, structurally, you have to have the bone, mm-hmm. your foundation. So this is a good point, metaphorically. You have to have that foundation healed, and mm-hmm. it's got to be strong it has to enough. to be set. It has to be set to where you yeah, can take how, that, that pushing because what you're hurting is a scar tissue yeah. that is formed from it being in place for so long. Physical therapy is to regaining break motion and breaking it down, breaking the muscles, yeah, what, strengthening what the muscles. What good does that do with that. the
4: foundation that has already grown in like a wrong position? But that's, the that's position. why they said yeah.
0: it. That's why you're. That's why you have casts. That's why you have splints.
3: Yeah. So It's because it's it sets, right sets it,
0: it puts it in a right position, and it heals itself over a certain amount I just of time. Think stress when is you better. when you take it off and you start the physical therapy, that's when you start tearing down scar tissue. That's when you start tearing down what what they did,
1: and that's when you get to what you're talking about See, pushing through.
2: Yeah, is, I
0: think
1: they should bring that in sooner to the bone level.
2: But I you come back to the second win thing because I did cardio for a year, mm. and the best runs I've ever had are the ones. Where I wasn't running hardly, I wasn't pushing myself all week. And then I went on the best run of my life and I didn't even hit the first wall (laughs) because I was being nice to myself the rest Mm. of the week. And Mm -hmm. then I ran further than I've ever run and I didn't even hit a first wall that I had to push past because I was already ready for it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Whenever I was training for track in high school, that's what I would, we would have practice every day pretty much. Mm -hmm. And we would run these uh, specific sprints and all that. And we wouldn't really run long distance. I did short sprints. um, And so we would do like, we would run an 800 meter or we would run like five or six of them and we would walk to give ourselves time to kind of rest. And then we would do another one, Mm -hmm. but we weren't ever really like running hard for a time to try to run as fast as we were possibly could. We were just building up our endurance And building up our capabilities to do this and it become normal and become kind of like, it's not a problem for me to run this 800 meters so that whenever it's time for the race, it's not a problem for me to run this 800 meters, but I need to do it as fast as I possibly can. Mm -hmm. So you don't, you, you would practice, there would be a day where we try to run as fast as we could we would try to do it for time. It would usually be early in the week. After the weekend, probably like on a Tuesday, Mm -hmm. track meets were on Saturdays. Mm -hmm. So on a Saturday, you run as hard as you possibly can. Then you have the whole weekend and a Monday to recover. Then you practice and you do a little bit of light work up until Friday. You have a rest day on Friday. Saturday, you run as hard as you possibly can for time. So you have to have the rest periods and you have to not work yourself too hard in practice. I feel like you guys think that I...
2: Don't think rest days are good? No, no, no. I think we we don't think that you are disregarding rest days. We think that you are disregarding where the limit is at.
1: Yeah. I agree with you. You can
2: invalidate an entire rest day by pushing way too far one day.
1: All I'm saying is that the four of us do not know our own limits. I will agree with you that we are way more capable of what we think we are. Mm -hmm. Once.
2: I think think where me and you disagree... Is I don't think you need to know where your limits are at. Why I not? think until you need it, and t- your limit should reveal itself how are you when you the time know, comes.
4: How are you going to know where it is?
2: You're not pushing to know. You're you, pushing to be better because you you you're
4: pushing. You don't because you, you don't aspire to your dreams. You fall to your training. I think that's a saying in the Marines. You know.
0: Well, what you happens you is you don't aspire
4: is, to your expectations. You fall to your training. So you if you don't know where that bottom line your, your limit is. Like when the time comes for you to need it, you're not going to know where it is, and you you think you're going to think you're not capable.
0: But that's where the training is. Your training is we push to forty percent. Mm-hmm. That's what we do. We push to that forty percent, and it's like you push past the forty percent. That's your second wind. But once you hit no, that one hundred percent, second wind that is, is not the forty percent. your that, that is forty percent. No, like, it is absolutely not. It's like it your when your body in going. I'm I'm giving everything at, I can right now, but then when you go for I, your second run, when you go for a second run, the the four days after you rest or whatever, mm-hmm. you then can that push wall further. Gets further. I know, I get it. I you get what you keep, guys
4: are saying. All I'm saying doing is that you guys are saying that this oh, this whole scope of first wall, second wall, whatever, is all the way to your hundred percent. But all you're I'm saying that all these walls and everything are like part of your first fifteen like, percent. But, <laughs> but your but your per,
0: per, per percentages change. They have to because that's what training oh, yeah, does. does.
2: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, I think then your forty percent will let's
2: never put this be in a Context outside of out of yeah. out of exercising. Yeah. Let's I go know. to school. It won't when you go to school. You are you are spending the entire year learning a subject a little bit at a time. You are reading this chapter. You are reading this book. You are talking about this subject. When the final test comes around, that's when you find your limit. You spend an entire year not reaching your limit because you're not using every bit of that knowledge at every second of the day and learning it every second of the day. You're learning bits and pieces. When the limit comes around is when all that knowledge becomes applicable at one moment. And that's what exercising, I think, is what I'm trying to say is you're using all year... To find to do little bits and pieces of your body, to, to mold pieces of your body and your stamina and everything else, and the limit comes when you do the marathon that you've been training for or when, say, you're in the military, when you actually have to go out on an operation and use all that stamina and knowledge that you have. Your limit shouldn't be something that you test. Your limit is something you discover when it is necessary because you, you build the building. It until you, you test don't, it, you don't. My point is, you don't need to discover it. You build the building blocks for it so that when it becomes necessary, you have a solid foundation for it.
0: You push your. You push your limit. Does that make sense? Like you're never going to know your limit because the training pushes your limit further. Wait. What? Okay. So we train to push the limit further yeah. so you'll never know your limit because the training pushes it further uh-huh. so technically you'll never hit your limit until you absolutely need it so you'd never know your limit
4: i don't there probably isn't a limit
0: there is there absolutely is a person can reach a limit it it Where will break down you will break down
1: yeah can run until you die yeah, absolutely yeah, yeah. I
2: mean, that's yeah, what that the first sure. marathon guy did and that's why I say I'll never run a marathon. Know, no. <laughs> I'm pretty sure.
4: I'm pretty sure we don't have any limits.
1: Uh well, you can't fly, can you? Mm-hmm. Unless you're in a plane. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I've never tried. Reev tried. Limit <laughs> and exceeded. We can go outside right now and try. <laughs> I don't recommend it to anyone. Yeah. And we do not take responsibility for anyone's actions after this, but uh, <laughs> legally, <laughs> legally you, <can't> speaking, fly. <laughs> you cannot fly. Don't try. it unless you're in a plane with a parachute. <laughs> so how is all this applicable to regular everyday life? Like pushing your limits and pushing your, your baseline
2: I, because you don't want to be using your limit every day. Cause that's detrimental to you. I feel like every day of your life for self-discipline should be, let me push a little bit past what I'm comfortable with.
1: Yeah.
2: Self-discipline is just being uncomfortable for a long-term goal. The long-term goal is when the limit is needed, I can push to that level.
0: And learning new things. I think like pushing yourself past your comfort zone and going, I don't know this. So take like take something and learn it and it, it applies to a certain area of your life. And, and I think that's a difference of like exercise and intellects. Like because you kind of have one one side that's like, oh, push your limit all the time. And the other side's like, well, I'm never going to push my limit because I already know where it's at. So technically, you have to push out of your comfort zone so you can know where a limit is. It's not really your, your full limit, but it's where your limit is that you're comfortable with at this point.
3: Mm. Mm-hmm.
1: That's
0: a good distinction. Uh, Which... Is-
4: I think you should try to be as uncomfortable as you can as much as possible every day.
2: Cameron's the kind of guy that's like, you know, to do a startup, you got to sell your house, live in a box.
4: (laughs) Yeah, for real. I don't know.
2: I just think 23 (laughs) hours a day, only sleep for 30 minutes. I just
4: feel like there's a benefit because right now I have a job to where I can wake up anytime I want and start anytime I want, clocking from my phone and go do whatever, you know, but I choose to still wake up at five o'clock in the morning to go to the gym. Because, you know, it, I don't want to do it. And I choose to take cold showers, you know, most most days. Because I don't, or really don't want to do it, you know. But in the moment, especially, like, when I'm getting ready for the gym or when I'm hitting snooze in the morning you know, for the first time or second time, it's just like, I'm just going to – I just don't want to do it today. I'll just do it tomorrow. Like, four days a week is fine. Five days a week is fine, you know.
2: I think momentum has a lot to do with self-discipline, too. But
4: every – yeah yeah once you're in the momentum it helps a lot too like but,
2: you feel guilty for not going to the gym yeah
4: and for eating something that you shouldn't eat you know you hold yourself accountable and every single day you do something you don't want to do and all of a sudden your mind is used to it it's it's saying like every time your mind says no let's not do that or oh it's like that's going to be uncomfortable or the oh, like nah, let's not do that you can you could tell your mind like nah you know <laughs> no like we're gonna go do this we're gonna do it See, and, and it- your mind just has to listen because you're in control most people they they're led by their mind you know by the voices in their mind well there's two voices that are in your mind that i was talking about earlier the discomfort and the comfort there's also the third voice which is you you have the ultimate control and a lot of people are just led by those voices that you know like one is saying i'm uncomfortable one is saying you know go over here because it's comfortable but you can say i don't know you can say whatever you want but do something uncomfortable
1: I Every think day. most a lot of people are led by their emotions, not necessarily their their mind as well, emotions are part of your mind, but I mean you can tell yourself one thing and say, I just don't feel like it today. Yeah. I don't feel like doing that. And you a lot of people are wishy washy, go with the flow, go with how they feel. And I'm one of those people a lot Me of the time too. So
2: self discipline is so tenuous too, because all it takes is one day to to not practice it and it can be gone forever and then there's yeah. no consequences yeah. and you're like
0: oh, i don't have to do exactly. it anymore and then no consequences See, and as yeah. an introvert like getting out of the house is, <laughs> is literally an obstacle for me yeah. Yeah. well
2: the problem is is those con- there are consequences but they're so long term that you don't feel the effects immediately so you think to yourself well i got away with it today I will just get away with it for one more day until mm, I yeah. until you run into the consequence ah the consequences of my own actions
3: <laughs> uh, uh, there uh, you are there you are
2: I've been waiting for you <laughs> I've been
1: waiting for the you. deposit is now here yeah <laughs> from all the consequences uh, of my decisions So bad I've made <laughs> and by the time and by the time exactly by the
2: time you realize it you're already laying in it you know
1: yeah yeah oh um, no
4: people 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 listen to themselves too much. They don't they don't correct themselves.
2: When they should yeah. be listening to me. <laughs> exactly.
4: Yeah. No, they should listen to themselves more. They oh, should no, it's, well. weird. it's be more introspective and like realize the voices in your head, you know? Yeah. Everyone's a little bit crazy. It's not, yeah.
0: Well, I've got like nine voices in my head, so which one do I listen to?
4: The one that's telling you that you're uncomfortable.
0: Well, that's all of them. Yeah. <laughs> Why are we uncomfortable today? Why are we uncomfortable today? Which one are we going to (laughs) pick?
1: Oh, man. Well, have we helped anybody? No, probably not. (laughs) I feel
2: like this whole episode was all of us disagreeing with Cameron. Mm -hmm. Yeah, probably. Maybe. No, I think we we all just took shots on Cameron.
1: Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) We agree on some of the fundamental principles of the fact that we need self discipline. Frick arrest day.
3: How God. do you? you? <laughs>
1: this is why we took shots at you. <laughs> we're trying to, we're trying to bring this back together and bring this yeah. all wrap it up in a nice little bow. And you just,
2: I think you need days of mental rest too. I think Absolutely. any kind of self discipline, you need a rest. As
4: pansy as that mental health day thing sounds that California's doing, <laughs> you know, <what> I'm
2: <laughs>
3: it still makes sense. You
4: know, it's just like yeah, sometimes you get you get overwhelmed. It's just like I need a day to just send my kid to school and sit at home by myself and stare at the ceiling. You know? Well, I see. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <all> I, <laughs> I think meditation is just sitting down so that you can process the information that you have, oh, yeah. letting your mind wander and and to try to figure things out. There's it's, a challenge it, for
4: the oddities out there. Meditate, and I every think that's day.
0: I think that's a lot of the problem is we like to fill it with with white noise. Mm-hmm. We like to fill oh, our yeah. time with white noise, and we don't meditate. We don't we don't focus on anything. We literally have something on at twenty four seven, and we. Yeah.
4: It's weird yeah. cuz when you're meditating you try to focus on your breath as much as possible and then you realize you're lost on a train of thought somehow yeah. and you go back and you're like okay wait hold on okay back to the breath and you're trying to focus on the breath and you go on this train of thought that train of thought like people can get stuck in that for weeks or years you know or a lifetime they'll never come out of that train you know and they'll never stop reflecting like oh I'm train. in here <laughs> and then never stop and reflect like oh i'm in here and i'm actually just watching all of these thoughts going through because you can pick and choose which thoughts you act on you know but you still have the thoughts and you don't know where those thoughts are coming from either they're just like bubbling up out of nowhere because you have you have a thought and it's just like where did that thought come from well i don't know just like in my head what do you mean in your head just like
2: in here somewhere i don't know you know, you know I, mean? I think this is a little bit of a tangent, but it, it does have to do with meditation. I think like having kids, because you know how the best way to learn something is to teach.
3: Yeah. I dude. feel like
2: I feel like just having kids is a, is meditation on its own, because you're like trying to teach them a lesson, like they did oh something wrong, and you're trying to tell them why it's wrong, and then you teach yourself why it was wrong. <laughs> like you realize all of a sudden, like, that's why it's not good to do that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: They're like little mirrors, just running around, showing you every little thing about yourself that you don't like. <laughs> just yeah, like, oh man! I'll well, tell you like the, they yeah. learn that Kids from will tell me. Tell you the
4: truth, straight up, dog. <laughs> yeah, I don't care. Well, and
1: even in their actions, it's like you're acting like a this ridiculous mm-hmm. right now, and, and then you think about it, and you're like, I act like that sometimes. Nah, They're know. getting that from <laughs> somewhere. Yeah, you know, they watch everything. They listen to everything that you do. And it's just you, you gotta so, you gotta be careful.
3: And I so bet it
2: blows your case. mind the things you have to explain to them, like things that oh, you would man. think were self evident.
4: Disciplining my kids, right? Or my kid? I have one kid. No,
2: he's waiting for a second window. He can't I wait. Am, he's ooh. doing this for the future kid. <laughs> I want another ooh. one. A,
4: you so know,
1: when I discipline, you have all the power to change that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have
4: half of the rod at that point. <laughs> um... <laughs> So you yeah. discipline kids, self discipline, kid, kid discipline. I don't know where was I going with this. <laughs> how do you teach
2: a kid self discipline? How what? How do you talk to a kid and go, "You not getting this ice cream is good for you." You think about the marshmallows.
1: You don't because they scream. Yeah.
4: My my daughter the other day I picked her up from school and <clears throat> she likes ring pops. But out of the prize bag, she got a one of those Krabby Patty gummy thing, those gummy Krabby Patty things. Delicious, right? I don't like them. I mean, I love them, but she don't like them.
2: Delicious, I don't
4: like them. <laughs> delicious, <laughs> I don't like delicious, <laughs> them. Delicious, she don't like them. You don't like Krabby Patties? You squint
2: those I bet you he frequents the Chum Bucket.
4: <laughs> but she doesn't like those things, and she she wanted the Ring Pop, but the teacher told her like she didn't she she got the ring pop yesterday no she just didn't she she got the ring pop yesterday so that's what she got and i was sitting there and i had to think quick because i was like do i ask her to just give her the ring pop or do i just try to console my three-year-old and tell her that like hey no you're stuck with this you're stuck with this candy that you don't like i'm sorry you know but i told her i was just like baby next time you'll get it you know next time you'll get the candy maybe and she put up a little bit of a fit but she got it you know she wasn't like Cause you lied to, to
2: her. She was, was
4: kind of upset for a, a that's while not about a, it.
0: You know? That's not how probability works. No, it's just I want it, I want her to.
2: <laughs> if you flip a coin five thousand times, it's still fifty-fifty no. 50 for heads and tails. You yeah. know. Next time, I
4: knew she was getting a ring pop. But
0: so it I wasn't know. a chance. It was. <laughs>
4: I told her, she could have gotten a ring pop then and there, but. I don't know. I just I want her to learn that you don't always get what you want. You need to just be happy with what you have, you know. But she didn't really get it, but she didn't she
1: didn't do too bad. Contentment. You're teaching them contentment. Being content. And also to accept current discomfort for future comfort or future pleasure. Yeah. I don't know if we should use the word pleasure (laughs) to describe it. (laughs) Hmm. Probably not. Satisfaction maybe. Satisfaction. There we go. It's all fulfillment. Yeah, so do you have a quote for us, there, old Cameron, old buddy, old pal? Or you want to look one do up you right think quick? I
4: have, do you have one? Do you think I have one ready? You guys think I have one ready? You said no, you don't. You said
1: you had one in the bank last time we were on about this. No, no. not about this. It's just a quote, bro. It don't have to be relational. To what you know. bank
2: do you go to? Yeah, is it like Chase Bank or? Yeah, whoever, what's your whoever, uh, whoever wants to chased. sponsor us? Yeah. That's who your he goes safety
0: to. deposit box of box mm. of What's quotes. your uh, what's your account number as well, so we can.
1: Right, what's your social security number? What is that? If I were to impersonate <laughs> you, what information would I need?
0: <laughs> what's your third grade teacher's uh, name? Did you have a first pet? What Which was street the street you, you live on? What's <laughs> your stripper <laughs> name? <laughs> so, uh, fun fact. Street signs, like stop signs, used mm-hmm. to be yellow until they had non-fadeable red paint that oh, came out. Wow. So they used to be yellow for a now long time. Tell me until they found out color, color blindness was actually no, they don't care about color blindness. Don't <laughs> 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 kid ourselves.
1: That's something that's interesting though. Is the stop lights? The red bulb is always either on the top, or if you have those weird ones that are sideways, it's, right. it's always on the left. It's always on the left or the right. It's always on the left. Okay. Let's confuse everyone that's colorblind. It's always on the left unless it's on the right. Uh,
0: <laughs> it's always on the left, so even yeah. if you're colorblind, you can drive in a right. in a sti- in a city.
1: Yeah, God, I can't. And then the yellow one's up. always in the middle, and, and then the green, green one's always, always on the, the bottom way. or on the right. Or maybe the left, you know?
3: Whichever, <laughs>
0: whichever one you know floats your boat.
1: You choose. If everyone stops at a red light,
0: you know, it changes. That's the one that's green.
1: Here's the thing. Normal people who are not colorblind run red lights all the time. So Don't look at them either. Yeah, exactly. You just take your chances and, uh, you know. Speaking of traffic laws, mm-hmm. do you
2: think that in places like London with high tourism, but everybody drives on the left side of the street... Does everybody still walk on the right side or the left side? You know how there's like an innate sense Mm. of where you should be on the sidewalk?
1: Yeah.
2: With high tourism means most of the countries that come to them are people who drive on the right side of the road.
0: Well, actually, I'm not sure because if you, we're the only ones that drive on the right hand side of the road, correct? There's only two countries I know of that drive on the left hand side. the UK and Japan. Australia. Australia as well though. Oh, yeah.
2: Anybody touched by the UK, okay? So, <laughs> so a lot of, so a lot of I'm, places. I'm pretty sure in France, and Germany, everywhere else, they I drive on Ger- the right side of the I road. I think Germany nope. drove
0: on left. Oh, what the heck, man? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Trying to avoid that yeah, quote yeah, as much yeah, as possible. Yeah, yeah. Gosh. Yeah, uh, I mean, that's that's a weird question. but uh, what, I was think, your, what was your fun fact? Uh, that stop signs used to be yellow until they had non-fadeable red paint that came out. Uh-huh. And that's why they're colored red now. Oh,
3: uh,
1: okay. You know you could just listen to the episode after yeah. we post it. I <laughs> mean, jeez, dude. He doesn't do that. Nobody does that. That's one of the few people oh, that will. does. Um, oh god. god. Yeah, on so Spotify. Like, what kind of Apple club?
3: And Stitcher.
4: So your, uh, quote, bro? through discipline comes freedom by Aristotle. Mm. Mm. The more you hen mm. yourself you hem yourself in, the more free you become.
0: So, what you're saying is you should never find your limit. Mm. Mm. What? <laughs>
3: Ooh. Ooh.
0: Wait, I don't get it. What? You <laughs> said you should
1: never find your limit because the more you hem yourself in, the more you free you become. You should you never, never test your, your limit. Oh, you, you never because you hem your yourself limit. in. Yeah. Yeah.
2: The more rules you give yourself,
4: the more free you become.
2: What is the limit to the amount of rules I can give myself? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, six hundred thirteen. That's what this morning.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, and then there were too many. So there maybe there were, maybe a few less. Many. Maybe a couple less.
1: It's somewhere between ten and six hundred thirteen. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Wow,
2: that's a quite a low upper limit. Actually, there was yeah. just one. <laughs> yeah,
1: Two. Two.
2: Two.
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> ha, ha, <laughs> ha ha! Fake laughter because we're not funny enough to produce real laughter.
3: We'll have a live Studios. studio audience
1: one day.
0: <laughs> yeah, a live fake
1: studio audience. It's going to be a cardboard cutout
0: we'll of, up,
2: uh, of Seth Ray Rogan. Romano.
1: Oh, that too.
0: It's <laughs> like Ray Romano's right in the room.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's like his hair.
4: Uh, All right, well. Well, audience.
2: Yeah, think guys. sticking us out. Yeah. Come next time. Maybe
1: we'll beat Ray up. Why? Why me? <laughs> no, Ray Romano. Sorry, Ray Romano. Oh, just distinction. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's not going to be here. He's not going to be here. Yeah, because hey he's guys. too
2: afraid.
4: Like us on, like us on Apple Podcasts. Oh yeah, God. give
2: us Only some Give us some five star views. If you're listening to this on YouTube or Red Circle <laughs> or Spotify or any of those others, I don't want to see any kind of hearts or subscriptions or playlists. I just want you to go to Apple Music that's the only one <laughs> that's the only one that matters look mm-hmm. no no for
3: no. us on just youtube
4: kidding. odd opinions look for us on instagrams i deleted odd- all my
1: social medias why
4: i just did
1: it i don't know social oh. meets <sighs> social so meets. now he can't even so, no no hold on so that means you should be strictly focused on the odd opinions instagram page
4: but up but up up. i'm not going on instagram at all okay oh, wait.
1: No. Is your name Pete Davidson you by chance? <laughs> yeah.
4: See, okay. Ever since I stopped having social media, I haven't like absorbed any of the like bull, like the bad news, well, like, like, like that. They, 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 nothing news, you know. All the only things I've heard about are this Ukraine issue and Kanye West and Pete Davidson.
0: That's why I was
2: asking, are you Pete Davidson? Because no, he man. deleted his Instagram. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> I didn't even hear about Ski. that. Ski and I have, Davidson. I have both of them. Ski. <laughs> skeet davidson <laughs> that's what all right call him all right <laughs> we're gonna get out of here before we get <laughs> in
2: troll
4: that's <laughs> uh, too late what's man. the what's
2: what's what is the sex appeal of pete davidson he's been making his I rounds don't know, man.
4: he has like the most glamorous hollywood rap sheet that i've ever seen and
1: he's just like butt ugly it's he's, because he's got a bunch of money and he does not care what people think <laughs> yeah he must have a hog man i'm telling you oh my god
3: Goodbye, Wilma. All look right. We're, we're <laughs> getting. I've heard, heard Wilma Defoe has he quite sucks. the hot
1: Yeah, I know him too. Yeah. <laughs> all right. We'll see you guys <laughs> right. later. Later, guys. We'll talk to you all later. If you've had fun, like the show. If not, if you didn't like you have fun, understandable. Like Don't the come show. back next time. Like the show. <laughs> no, no, not come back, back please. <laughs> 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 Bye, everybody.